Hello and welcome back to That's How We Roll. It's 2022 and it's just me, Becca, from the original podcast playing Lupo. Uh, I played alongside Ed, the GM, Toby starting off as the captain, and then later Rufio, Lauren, who played Hood, and a whole host of other guest stars that we had join us in the game. So it's been a little while, hasn't it? Um, <laughs> we disappeared off of air for about a year, year and a half, two years almost. And I just want to kind of catch up people for, who did listen to the original podcast just so that you guys can understand why we went off air, what happened. And um, to the new people, you know, get a little bit of a history of the original series before launching in to the original Session Zero. I say original, it's actually the second Session Zero, but I'll explain all that as we go. Um, and then you can follow some recaps and the like that Ed and I did back in, oh, I think it must have been 2017? A little while ago. Season 8 was the last place that we left off. And we didn't actually finish releasing all of the episodes. So to start with, I'd like to apologise that we never got that far. Um, I think Ed and I were struggling predominantly with some serious burnout from the podcast. Uh, he was obviously handling all of the GMing side of things. And I was handling social media, editing making sure things go out on time, the Podbean subscription, everything. And I think between the two of us taking on new jobs, moving out, all of the things that young adults do, it just became more frustrating, especially when we weren't able to get the gang together as much as we wanted either. So in, in the end, we just kind of stopped... Um, I know on the Facebook we did say that we'd like to end on season 9 and that's where we'd finish but I, I think it was foolish of us to think that we were going to get that far and we never got to record it anyway which is a shame. Maybe in the future we might be able to get together and do that but for now it's just season 8. So what now? Re-releasing everything. So I'm certainly in a more financial steady situation. Sacked Podbean because we weren't actually big fans of it. And we're now back on podcast places, so you should be able to find us again quite easily. Uh, Spotify, Apple, Google, wherever you get them. Um, and we're also uploading to YouTube as well. So if you happen to prefer listening on YouTube, then we're there and available as well. Um, you should just be able to find us again. That's how we roll podcast, the usual stuff. One will always link to other things, so you should be able to find it fairly easily. And... Um, our website actually is a proper website now, rather than just the Podbean page. Because that was one thing that really annoyed us, that we bought the domain name and Podbean just slaps its own little extra in there. It's like, hang on a minute, what's the point in having our domain if you're still going to put .podcast in it? So we didn't like that. Um, so it's that's how we roll podcast.com, I believe. Let's just do doing it live, folks. Yes, that's how we roll podcast.com. And that's just got links to everywhere where you can listen to us. It's also got a link to the Twitter. The Facebook is still up, but unfortunately, I think I was a moron. Took myself off as an admin, which means that only Ed is an admin. And trying to get hold of Ed is like trying to pull teeth out of a stone. I know that the I got that euphemism wrong, but you get the idea. And it's totally for a fair enough reason. Ed is a very busy guy. He works in the film industry. He's on set. He is doing some awesome stuff that I wish I could tell you about, but that's for him to share if he wishes to. 
me, I'm a lot easier. I'm just your bog standard office worker, so I've got a lot more free time and a lot more resources to use. And yeah, over the pandemic, we really did kind of feel a bit of a hole. Like I've certainly started listening to significant amount more podcasts because I've been working from home. So I tend to have a lot of different stuff on in the background. And we thought, eh, maybe it's time to actually get this back out there. So that's what we're doing. Um, we're going to be starting with session zero, which is going to follow immediately on from my little update here in 2022. Um, and then after that, we will actually be skipping ahead to season four. Now, the reason for that, unfortunately, um, season three has gone AWOL. Ed and I made sure that we backed up everything from Podbean and made sure that we had everything saved, secure, all good before closing it all down. But for some reason, that season, we just can't find it. So season three was the season where Lupo and the captain went to Haven, the pirate mystical shrouded lands. And honestly, I think it's one of the best performances Toby and I give um, in the podcast, but unfortunately just can't be found. I can't find it. Ed is going to be looking in his hard drives, but again, he's not really got that much time. So if he does find it, we will release it, but we'll tr we'll put it in a place that makes sense in terms of release order. The other thing is, and we touch on this in session zero, is that season one and two were some of the worst audio quality that we could produce. It was the first time we'd really tried anything like this, first time learning all of the ropes of how to produce an audio podcast and it was bad the actual plot and role play and everything was pretty damn good but the quality is just ear bleedingly bad so we don't want to put you through that thankfully the session zero that ed and i did is a is obviously a session zero but it's also a recap of seasons one two and three so we do cover that season three as well so you won't actually miss anything in terms of the plot which is so lucky that we thought to do that who knew um and once that that's been released um we will then start releasing everything after that because we do have everything remaining which also means we will finally get to finish season eight that will be released in its full and then you will have the most complete version of what is recorded if that's how we roll with the original cast anyway and the reason i say original cast is because i'm getting the gang back together i will be bringing back lauren lawrence and kaz so that's hood Merlin and Celadon slash Dollface and they will be returning with a new team currently unnamed for a new series of That's How We Roll will be in a different city five years from the end of season eight more details will come on that later but this will be released after the entirety of the original series is out so that way it gives me plenty of time to get the cast ready, get the game ready, because this time I'm the GM. I'm going to be doing it. And I'm really keen to tell the story and I really hope that you guys enjoy it as much as you enjoyed the original series. Um, it's also hopefully going to be nice and standalone as well. So even if you don't listen to the original series, you can still enjoy the new one on its own. But it will have callbacks to the original because it's the same universe, returning characters, all that kind of thing but predominantly it will be moving forward into its own story and it's this new team as well and hey there'll be some more familiar faces along the way as well which should be quite nice 
and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully it'll be fun. We've got some really good ideas coming up and a slight different way of running things as well to try and avoid that burnout because we don't want that to happen again. For now though, re-release. I haven't quite figured out the release schedule order yet. I think it might be once every two weeks an episode will come out and that just enables me to make sure that everything that goes on YouTube specifically is ready because I'm operating off of an ancient laptop that doesn't particularly like rendering even if it's just a still image and the audio track so it takes a long time to get those sorted out. I did consider maybe just releasing a series maybe just in one chunk so YouTube you could just go on YouTube and it's literally just the whole season in one audio file but then that's going to take even long to longer to export so I don't know I'm going to play with that but for sure the audio version iTunes was well, no it's not iTunes it really these days is it it's Apple Music I don't know, I don't know. Um, whatever the kids call it I don't use Apple that's why I don't have a clue um, and yeah any place where you should be able to get podcasts you should be able to find us again um, so we're really looking forward to it and we hope that you enjoy it too for now, though, I will hand back to a much younger Becca and a much younger Ed as we tell you a little bit more about the world of That's How We Roll and give you a nice recap of the first three seasons. And then hopefully about two weeks after that, you should get the first episode of season four. Enjoy. I'm just going to uh, just going to shuffle this paper. What's on the paper, Ed? Notes. What kind of notes? Roleplay notes. That's nice. Do, do you want to see what I have in this bag? I would love to. They're uh, dice. Dice for roleplaying with. That could be taken very out of context. Yes. Yes, it could. I'm going to put my hand into the bag. And I'm gonna. I've got a nice. Oh, I've got a D, two D twenties and a D six here. Mm. <coughs> we will never become <laughs> ASMR <laughs> artists. No, nope. no, we will Well, not. we tried. That's how we're starting this episode. So welcome, guys. This wait, wait, is wait, wait. a. I've got some more ASMR. Oh, okay. That's made my eyes sting. <laughs> no, I'm not even kidding. Look at my eyes, Ed. I've started to weep. <laughs> okay. That was tearing paper. If that worked for you, let us know. We'll make more. Ed. <laughs> it's just really satisfying to tear things. And you know it will come up with fantastic on the recording. Anyway. Welcome to this very special episode of That's How We Roll. I'm joined by Ed. Hello. And I'm Becca. And yes, I you play are. Lupo. And you're the GM. I am indeed. It's just the two of us because we've been wanting just to do. We, we could make it if we tried. Just the two of us. We probably could. This podcast is basically 50 50 <laughs> us. We don't need the others. No. Um, uh, if we replaced them with just us doing hand puppets, <laughs> we made hand puppets of the other people. Just but mimic their voices. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, we could probably do that. I'd, I'd be up for trying that. We, we could do that one day. 
Maybe when we do like a video live stream episode. It would episode. be so much more easy to organise. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of our <clears throat> biggest shortfalls. But yeah, anyway, this episode is a recap episode because our audio quality when we first started this podcast is abominable yes we would never ever expect anyone to start from the beginning and that's essentially um that's essentially the situation that we want to avoid is putting people off with the with the first few episodes where although we we think you know the content's good characters are fun events are fun um yeah, everything that happened was great yeah. in terms of content but the problem Just was a bit of a slog we couldn't afford to have high quality at mm. the time because we were all poor uni students yeah and that was a problem. Yes. And it meant that we were on the cheapest bandwidth and uh, we had to have files under a certain size. Yeah. And I don't have audio wizardry. Do you? Not massive amounts, no. No. I have a terrible feeling our neighbours next door are like doing things against walls. So if you hear that in the background, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not doing, I'm not stopping. We're carrying on. No, no, of course. <laughs> um... So yeah, if you're a uh, an older listener who's uh, looking for a little bit of a catch up, welcome back. Um, if you're a new listener who's using this to sort of skip over, um, this is the new episode zero zero zero. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, and if you're looking to recommend us to a friend, a massively appreciate that. B, uh, we think this would be a great place for them to start because yeah, they don't they don't have to be turned away by terrible terrible audio. Yeah. It was horrible um because i find it quite difficult to listen to yeah it's it is hard to listen to like i can listen quite comfortably back to like arc two and obviously arc three because we got the new recording yeah. set up but arc one oof. yeah oof. it's a time oof. but then we all graduated and we got real jobs and it means that we can have the biggest file sizes that we want yes and it makes a huge difference it really really does mm-hmm. um, so that's why arc three sounds so different yeah because i I think it was the last, not the last episode I released. I think it was issue 18 because 20 hasn't actually come out yet in terms of recording. recording this. Yeah. And I think it was issue 18 I'd just published. And then I just did a thing and I went back to 000 and 001 and just listened to the thir- first 30 seconds of each. And I just went, we've come so far. <laughs> and it was quite a tear jerking moment for me. Yeah. Um. So without further ado, let's do a recap yeah so where are we ed where's the podcast base i know we're in america we're in the atlantic northwest pacific northwest pacific why do i do that i don't know i do it every time as well (laughs) like without a fail i will get the pacific and the atlantic mixed up even though i full well know in my head exactly where the one or the other is same let's be honest one's on the left and one's on the right yes that's that's uh yeah uh yeah we're up sort of seattle way mm. that sort of area kind um of slap bang between seattle and portland yes that's something what like it's that called. somewhere around there um i think i said washington state yeah first time i like I think in the so. first episode somewhere around there but on the um, coast yeah um the universe itself is called the justice verse mm-hmm. and it is named after um, the event which happened uh, 14 years ago, roughly, from the events of the podcast. And uh, that's called Justice Day. And Justice Day was the big old event which gave loads of people on the planet superpowers. Um, 
I guess. Which two years later from episode 000, we still don't know the ending of the original campaign. Correct. There was an original campaign which told the events running up to... We didn't record this as a podcast, but it, it was just a fun thing when we first started playing the system. And it, it told the events running up to Justice Day. It's um, a... Superheroes on reality TV. Yeah, re- reality TV show. They were the very first superheroes. Yeah. And... Shit hit the fan. Fun times were had by all. Bad times were had by most. And... <laughs> powers. Now, yeah, now powers are pretty... Powers pretty and abundant. alien technology. And superhuman technology and mm-hmm. gods and and all sorts. It opened up Earth, Justice Earth, to a whole new shitstorm. Essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. And that is how we have superheroes running amok. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that nicely brings us into the heroes themselves. The heroes of the story, um... I mean... They're an interesting bunch. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, we have Hood, who is... Uh, Look at the list, Ed. Captain's first. Captain, Captain is first goes on the first. list. Um, <laughs> We're going in alphabetical order. We are going in alphabetical order. H is, comes before C in the new Justice Alphabet, maybe. <laughs> so the Captain... Captain. He is a pirate. And that's literally it. Yeah, essentially. He is, well, not even that. <laughs> yeah, he he's wants not, to be a pirate. He, would, he quite likes the concept of being a pirate. He dresses like a He's basically Pirate Steve. Yes. From Dodgeball. Yes. He dresses just, like a pirate. Just with a better outfit. He I talks like a pirate. Well, no, he doesn't. He doesn't even talk like a no, pirate. No, he doesn't even talk like a pirate. Just talks like Toby. And, uh, and he wants nothing more than to have a ship and a crew. And following his dad's footsteps. And his dad is a pirate. His yep. dad's a cool pirate. His dad's a proper pirate. Yes. Who... Um, Leave that for Arc 3 explanation. Yeah, Captain just... Uh, yeah, has lost we'll just him, say that. Essentially, he's looking for his dad and he's looking for a ship and a crew. And that's that's what his deal is. And that takes him to uh, one of his dad's old crewmates. Um, and that's how he starts the story. Mm-hmm. Second up, we have Dollface. Most interesting of the characters, I think. Essentially, yeah. She's a little bit out there. She is a magically animated dressmaker's mannequin. Mm-hmm. And she is perpetually stuck in the 50s. Yes. Her mannerisms are very 50s. Her attitude towards people and everything is very 50s. Christ, let's never let her meet a black person. That oh, would be really Jesus, uncomfortable. Jesus, that would, yeah. But, um, yeah, she... She's white as white could be. Yes. She's pasty. Mm-hmm. Um, Quite literally, there's some paste on her face. Yeah. Mm. Like paint. Yeah. She has made her way. The, the whole thing starts in a prison. Captain's there to find his his dad's old crewmate. Dollface is there because she's working in like a, a reformation. She's doing program. sewing classes. Yeah. Trying to. It's the part of the rehabilitation program, not reformation. Rehabilitation. What's reformation? Reformation is like the it's reformation of governments and things. Okay. Rehabilitation. Yep. Yes, that's what she's doing. Also, I'm bad at words. Yeah. Think about the word reformation. It's reforming. You could not reform a person. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, not really. Next up, we have Hood. She is... She's 
12-year-old girl. Yes. So she was one of the first kids to be born solely inside the Justice verse. Mm-hmm. Um, on Justice Day, the calendar's reset. Um, so you have BC, AD, and then... I can't remember what it was now. JE, I think. For Justice... I do have it written. Somewhere. But yes, she is one of the first. And um, she... Her parents uh, are not entirely sure. I uh, think it remains AD and then it goes to... I don't know, you've just got year one on here. I don't know. Just goes year one, year two, year three. Oh well, carry on. Um... I'm going to go with J.E. Yeah. Justice Earth. Justice Earth, yeah, makes sense. The, yeah, uh, Hood's parents uh, are not entirely sure on how the world will react. I mean, there's loads of heroes going around. Not a lot of them are children, though. So they they homeschool her. They, you know, try and protect her, teach her, like, how to control her powers to the best of their abilities. And what are her powers? She has shadow powers. Mm-hmm. She can, like, create stuff out of shadows and teleport through shadows and and generally do cool stuff with shadows yeah and she has managed to pull from the shadow realm quite literally a little friend called diddles diddles is her only friend yeah it's very true because uh with the whole homeschooling thing she Mm. hasn't met a lot of other children because they didn't let her meet other children essentially yeah so so she yeah she has a little pet cat shadow cat little shadow cat who has wings and is hideously deformed yep it's gnarly as fuck yeah, like just full-on disgusting yeah you don't want to be friends with this thing but hood loves him yes um and lupo does not no, no. which brings us on to the fourth member of our team i want you to describe lupo uh that's quite difficult actually <laughs> he's a difficult person lupo at her core is a spy mm-hmm. but she has sort of been twisted and contorted by people that she's worked for and with into more of a I don't want to say killing machine because she's not really a killing machine no basically her concept comes from they're a very shield like group but way more intense not in a Nazi way like shield turned out to be but in a um there is a reason why they've got an anything. agenda yeah they've there's got a, a full-on agenda yeah there's a reason why you don't hear much about superhero incidents and it's because this group called anvil don't let it happen no the moment they get a sniff of someone who might go rogue they're on it you ask who watches the watchman and in this universe that's anvil it's anvil yeah um, and basically lupo was one of the spec op teams that dealt with problems and that sometimes meant putting a bullet through their skull yeah Yep. No, no powers. No powers. It's all through a nice high tech suit. Yes. Um. So she's, yeah, a technology based. Yep. Hero. So we basically have two humans, um, one meta human. We are calling the meta humans in this universe. Yes. And then Dollface, <laughs> who is Misk. Misk. Yeah. <laughs> she's a Misk. She's Misk. Um. But yeah, why does why does um Lupo find her way to the prison? Um, Lupo has basically been completely shafted by Anvil 
and her team she was she has uncovered something that reveals anvil's agenda that she really didn't like yeah and she had full intentions of going public with it and was working towards it in secret and they were deployed to ex third world country where they were told that they were going to be taking down a metahuman drug dealing ring simple job really for them like they could do it with their eyes closed but when they got there they found no drugs no gang no metahumans and they all blew up yes in short essentially mm. so they found out that she was gonna expose them and they went <laughs> no good luck and um they made her pay for it her, she was the sole survivor yes she's that kind of person <laughs> and um she's kind of come crawling back from the dead with a very very damaged suit but it still kind of works. It's and still a damaged heart and a damaged suit, damaged heart, damaged soul. <laughs> and um, she is the most emo character. Crawling Good. in my skin. <laughs> this orange will not peel. <laughs> and yeah, I I really do like her as a character. But like whenever I have to be her, it's just flat. Yeah, flat. There is nothing expressive about her. She's not the charismatic spy. She is the I will kill you spy, mm. um, which is fine. It's it's no problem. But obviously it doesn't mean it, it makes it very easy for me to just be boring and flat. But when I laugh, it spoils it <laughs> because she Lupo doesn't laugh. She's not she's not about that. <laughs> no. So I, I kind of fail myself on that one. But hey, hi. No, it's, it's, it's fun. It's all part of the fun, isn't it? Yeah. But essentially she is running on the fact that everyone thinks that she's dead. Yep. And one of her ex um, colleagues. Yeah, so not in the team that got murdered, obviously, but like an adjoining team that they would have done joint ops with, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, she found out that he is currently on death row for undisclosed reasons. Yes. And she's going there to find out for sure if Anvil has confirmed her death as a, as a full-on kid. Yeah. Was she killed in action? Because from Anvil's side, Lupo and her team were killed and made heroes. Yes. Because they didn't want anyone sniffing around finding out what she was really doing. And so she's going to, yeah, tie up loose ends. wishbone. Yes. Um, which is how everybody gets to the prison, apart from Hood. They apart find from Hood. Hood, Hood um, Hood's player, Lauren, decided she was going to go watch the Lego movie. <laughs> and so didn't turn up for the first recording session. Yes. But, Simple as that. Yes. Um, <laughs> it kind of worked, though. Yeah. So, I guess now we get into the story. Now we've got the, yeah. the heroes. How long have we been going for? We've been going for too long, but hey, that's what we're here for. Yes. You don't come to this podcast for quick and concise, concise um, information. You come here for the long rants and rambles. You get you get rambling. You get me not knowing what words is and doing like a mixture of words until I get the right words. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of ums, a lot of ours, a lot of ours, and you're still here. Yeah. So thank you. Yeah. Or if this is your first time, get used to that because it's you know, it's a whole time. It's <laughs> yeah, worse this, when there's more of us. This this is one of those podcasts where if you're hoping for full on serious, get your head down characterization, dice rolls, ooh, intense. No, it's not happening here. No, we're friends and we play a game together. Yeah, we are friends. We play a game together. It's very casual. It's very fun. We keep it loose. Yeah. 
and like we kind of like but that fluff works rules for us. at times. Hmm? That works for us. Yeah, it does work for us. If we were to do something serious, it, it wouldn't work with the group that we're with. Definitely not. No, it wouldn't. It wouldn't be nearly as <laughs> unique. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, the prison. Yes. So. The, the captain. The has, prison. <laughs> yeah, the prison. The captain has come to go visit um, one of his dad's old mates, a hardy seaman. Yep. Known as. Seaman Steams. Yes. And he is there. I haven't done his voice in a long time. You've got to dig that one out just oh, for this. Oh, God. And um, so the captain is just trying to fish out some info. It's taken him a long time to even get this lead that Staines is around. So he rocks up. Yeah. Has a chat with him. Yep. Gets angry at him. Yep. For tells n- him to for fuck very off. Very little and, reason. Yep. And so Staines is like, you came here to talk to me. Yeah. And um, <laughs> that's very simple. Dollface is just down the hall with a group of um, inmates sewing little bags. Rehabilitating them. Yep, rehabilitating them. Getting words right. Yep. And Lupo is scoping out. Yeah, she's infiltrating. Yeah, I'm infiltrating. And um, I'm doing my job. Yeah. That's not my job. Essentially. My personal revenge. Yes. Your, your fun time. Yep. In amongst all of this, a prison riot kicks off. There's started by me. Yes, there's a, a whole chaos going on in the in the central courtyard of this prison, and there's various different degrees of prison. This one's a prison for normal humans. There's no superpowered people in here. Mm-hmm. Standard uh, medium security. Yeah, essentially, the fight gets quite out of hand, which is the perfect cover for Lupo to start stealthing her way through to the block that she knows Death Row is on. Yeah. So, Captain bursts outside, Dollface bursts outside, and both of them immediately think, right, we need to try and help. Well, no, Dollface thinks, I need to try and... I need to try and stop the riot. Let's stabilise this situation. So, she tries to talk the inmates out of fighting. And promptly gets punched in the face. Yeah, she does, like, properly full on. Yep. And uh, and so, she just goes nuts and Mm -hmm. start, like, blasting them into the the dirt with uh with the magic a newfound um yeah magic so that's how she discovers that she can beat people up yep because she knew she had powers but she just didn't know to what extent yeah they could be pushed she'd never had a reason to try and blast someone no no exactly the captains with semen stains they're just kind of sticking together now the captain's just like fuck security i'm here now yeah and um some guy Oh, by the way, Seaman Stains has a hook for a hand. Oh, yeah. Forgot to mention that. That's kind of a very vital point. Yeah. Uh, and it's what the whole arc is centred around, that hook. Is the hook. And believe it or not, uh, in amongst the fighting, another thug manages to grab the hook and run off. So Stains makes chase. Captain makes chase. And then they meet Lupo. Yes. Who has one of the best first interactions with the captain ever. Yep. So it's in like a little alley in between two of the prison blocks. Um, Staines and the captain come up one end. She's coming down from the opposite end. And there's just kind of a brief... There's not even a stalemate, actually. She She's in full flow. She dodges Staines, dips down, slides between the captain's legs. And because he's yelling all sorts of bullshit at her, she just twats him in the balls just to shut him up. Mid-slide. Yeah. Mid-slide. It worked. Yeah, it was fantastic. And... Uh, crippled him yep. Staines managed to make a headway mm-hmm. and uh captain tried to yeah track him down yeah which led them eventually how did dollface end up with them in the end um 
I'm pretty sure she just sort of saw them running off mm. and thought they were criminals trying to escape mm. and uh, and followed. But Lupo managed to use the cover to make her way to the... To the Green Mile. Yes. Where she meets with Wishbone. Yes. But more importantly, she uh, oh, she, she, she encountered a certain someone along the way. She, uh, yeah, she C4s the door open to the uh to the that prison block and there's a guard inside and he challenges her to fisticuffs yep because she took out his mate pretty swift like instantly yeah it was an instant takedown by lupo was one probably one of my best roles not a crit but one of my best moments yes and um then old um, franklin (laughs) was like for the honour of my friend, <laughs> I challenge you to a duel. Slaps her across the face with his glove. And, uh, and, and he, like, she, she, she drops his baton. She humours him. Yeah, she like drops her guns and then yep. they have a fist fight. And, and it uh, turns out that Franklin is the Tanklin. Yes, Tanklin is, uh, he's the Tanklin menace. Yep. And this fist fight goes on for basically too a long. whole episode. It was too long. Whilst whilst Dolphos and Captain are off doing another bullshit, you are just just fighting, just wailing on each other. Yep. And you finally finish him off with a crit. And it's the best moment. One of my fa- one of the highlights of the entire um, the entire campaign so far for me because you like roundhouse kick him. Yep. And you hit him in the neck and you shatter every vertebrae <laughs> in his spine. <laughs> That is the level of uh, <laughs> violence that we go for in this. It's, it's full-on cartoon violence. Yeah, it's the whole thing's a cartoon. Yeah, it's it's. Uh, if you're expecting realism again, goodbye. Yes, or stay and learn that cartoon violence is more fun. <laughs> um, so yeah, you managed to interrogate Wishbone. Yeah, so find Wishbone, have a chat with him, and it's basically. He's surprised that she's alive, which is a good, um, a good sign. It means that he was it's convinced the, she's dead. Yeah, it's all the information uh, yep, that you needed, yep. isn't it? It's all. It's pretty much confirms yes. Anvil and everybody believes that she is dead. She has died and she's gone. But now Wishbone knows she's alive, even though he is about to go on death row. Gee, he's probably about to get the electric chair. I don't even know if it's illegal in Washington State, but hey, this is a parallel universe, so it doesn't matter. And. She decides that he's a loose end. He can talk. And she could grass him. He's now just brains against the back of the cell. Yeah. Just shot him point blank. Another great moment. Because mm. it's just... Uh, Unexpected. Yeah. He says uh, something along the lines of, so are you getting me out of here? And she pulls the trigger. And it's just dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. I bring the darkness to this podcast. Yes, you do. Ironically. <laughs> yeah. Um, crawling in my skin. Yep. So, you try and escape the way that you came in, basically. Yep. Which is not quite so coincidentally, because they saw you coming from there. But that's mm. the way that they're trying to escape everyone yep. else. Because they basically saw the fact that there was an explosion. They want to follow the person with the C4. Yeah. So, uh, you all find... Uh, I think that's when I actually meet the captain. I don't think it was before. I think it was after. Um, potentially... Either way, it yes. happened. Doesn't matter what order it happened in. And um, yeah. I go back to my planned escape route, which is the way I got in, which was through the sewers. And um, 
So I go back to my normal spot. I find that the... No, the door was locked again. She managed to get out and obviously some caretakers come along and go, oh, I thought I locked that. So he locked it. <laughs> and um, there's literally no time because like, the police are starting to come in now. Yeah. And the guards are getting the situation under control. There's no time to sit around picking locks, especially not when you've got the captain and seaman stands going, yeah, 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 yeah. And Dolph is going, yeah, 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 in the rear. And Nupo just goes, fuck it, I'm blowing it up. Yeah. And she blows the door open and she jumps down into the sewers and everybody follows. Yes. Cause Much to her not? dismay. <laughs> yes. And they make it down there and they find the guy who stole the hook from Staines. And he is not Ruined. in a good way. Yeah. And he tells about this guy who, you know, stole it from him. Mm. Uh, he was, I mean, he was hired to to try and get the hook and, and pawn it off, but he was not expecting to be double-crossed to the extent that he was, which was painfully and brutally. And, uh, and slashes yeah like full on gouges across his body and um, and Staines recognises the wounds and realises that there is an old enemy of pirates and pirate kind and just general people mm. um, he just wasn't a nice guy no he's a, he's a bit of a jerk he's a, a cannibal smuggler all round bad dude Mm-hmm. And he's called the Crocodiver. He was very creative on his names. <laughs> he's the best. Yeah. Um, yeah, so... We move on. Yeah, the team sort of descended into the sewers, trying to... For a mix of reasons, some trying to escape, some trying to find the hook, some just generally sticking together because... We've got no other option at this point. Essentially, yeah. So we end up a little bit deeper into the sewers and... We come to a generator room, I believe, um, or something along that line. Yes. And we decide to go have a little investigate. See if find you can find some, like a uh, access hatch or something. Yeah, exactly. Find some tools. They're only just workman's tools. It wasn't anything too exciting. And from the depths of the darkness, a voice. Oh God, a voice! <laughs> the shrillest voice. <laughs> um. Hood has entered the game. Hello! That's my hood impression. Hello! That's mine. It's not shrill enough. It hurts to do. I can't do it. My voice is too deep. Lauren's voice is quite deep. I don't know how she does it. It's a gift and mm. a curse simultaneously. Mm. Um, but, yeah. She she bursts in. She's tracking down a cannibalistic serial killer. As it does. Like out. all 12-year-old girls do. Yep. Um, and Lupa actually knows who she is. Yeah, she's. I mean, she keeps yeah. tabs on heroes around the place. And, it was uh, her job for quite a long time, and she was aware of, especially of the fact that a child had appeared on scene, mm-hmm. and she wanted to take particular care in watching that one because you know children are so easily persuaded and so very very squishy. Yes, so didn't want anything to happen to her. So no. I guess it was kind of a relief for Lupo to see her. Yeah, doesn't want a glass cannon to fall no, into the wrong place. Definitely not. So she. Yeah, sort of immediately takes Hood under her wing and sort of goes, well, you should come with us, sort of thing. Well, <laughs> put it that willingly, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you sort of move the story more on to trying to find out who's killing dudes down here. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's... You, we know you, who it yeah, is. Yeah, you we know who it is. Find just finding him and, and, I mean, vis-a-vis find the hook sort of thing. Um, so... Yeah, you realise um, 
pretty quickly. Yep, but the po- another problem that quickly rises is that some policemen show up and they mistake us for, well, they baddies. basically... Yeah, for baddies in general. Um, the police have been aware that there have been killings down here lately and yep. they also know, which is how Hood got onto the case, mm-hmm. but they also notice the fact that Staines is in an orange jumpsuit. Awfully like a prisoner of... Who's just escaped yes. from a prison riot. Yes. That would have been radioed in. Yes. So, uh... Gunfire! Yeah, they, they start they start a shooting. Cap just... Just kills them. Yeah, like he just fla- full he just on kills, kills them. them. And, um, um... But what they don't... And after being scalded horrendously by the entire team... Yeah. Uh, for, no, we don't do killing here. Yeah, that's not our bag. Nope. Um, they turn around and notice that Staines was shot yes. in the fight. Um, so he's lying on the ground, bleeding out. And, uh, yeah, he essentially says to find the hook. Because mm-hmm. it is the key to everything. Correct. And as it turns out, I kind of debate whether it really was the key to everything. But we'll come on to that later. <laughs> <laughs> And so the captain kind of mourns for about 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And then we're off again. And then off to the next thing. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, you make your way through the sewers. You start getting taunted by the crocodile, actually. He realises that you're coming and he's like, yeah, come at me, bros. I remember that vaguely. Um, and uh, you decide to split up. Yep. Which doesn't end fantastically. No, it starts... This That was the birth of Team Bad Wolf. Yep. Where it was Hood and Lupo going off in one direction and coming to a dead end. Mm-hmm. And then the captain and Dollface were successful in finding For... what was very clearly a boss room. <laughs> Can we just note that Captain and Dollface succeeding is a very rare thing. Yeah. Potentially that's the only time it's happened. I think that's very true. And it was what's their team name, 50-50. Team fuck up, I believe. Team fuck up or team useless if you wanted to go... Um, Safe for work. Yeah. Um, then we confront the crocodile. Yeah. Uh, as you go in, there's various like information and and scribblings, psychopath scribblings around the room and stuff, which no one really pays any attention to. No. Nope. They just start punching on the crocodile, and he's tough. He's got like this full on. He's, he's got like a diver suit with yeah. like an exoskeleton over the top. Uh, lots of pistons and and gears and stuff. Not a big slashy claws. Yes, and uh, and like a robotic tail, and this mask, which has like yeah, a crocodile's mouth going over the top of it. Snappy, snap, 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 snap. Mm. And uh, and he kind of batters a lot of you in. Yeah. But then you Hood all, saves the day. Yeah, you all decide to work as a team to take him out. Mm-hmm. And it's sick. well, all Most. Lupo decides yes to work as a team. Um, they throw him into a sort of grate in the middle of the room. With some water, and then yeah, they push him down into it because it was a broken one, wasn't it? Yeah, and then yeah. they like throw a taser in behind yep. him or something like that. And he gets electrified to death? Question mark. Um. Yeah, and then uh, a policeman comes in and he's like, "Hi, I'm your biggest fan." I'm your biggest fan. <laughs> uh, no, he's uh, he introduces himself as Lieutenant. I can never remember what status Lieutenant I gave him. Emmett Michaels. Emmett Michaels is his name, yeah. Yep. And he is trying to put together a task force. 
um, of, yeah, superheroes who can sort of work alongside the police. So on more of a professional level with restrictions and guidelines and hoops to jump through, but basically doing police work which normal policemen can't do. Uh, and it's been kind of a passion project of his for a little while, and he's been following a bunch of different dudes, but three of them were in the room at that time, and he's seen them all work together and basically gotten, yeah, that. Who is the fourth one? Cap. <laughs> <laughs> I thought so. Yes. Um, he just kind of came with the package, unfortunately. You can't really say to a group of people, I'm really interested in your work, and kind of go, eh, yes. to the other person. Um. And that's he, where arc one ended. Yes. Uh, with him... Inviting them to come work for him. And giving the hook that oh, he yeah, had. Oh, yeah, he had the hook. Um, to... And then went, psych, you can't have it till you work for me. Yeah, basically. And then he dropped the mic. Because <laughs> he's cool. He's the coolest. Mm-hmm. Emmett's the coolest. And yeah. he's not my self-insert. Nope. <laughs> no, the coolest. <laughs> um. So, yeah, that brings us on to that. So, that's six issues in. Mm-hmm. And that brings us on to the first end of arc review. Yep. Which, uh, which at I the mean, end of arc, we in every end of arc review, we basically just chat shit about the arc and what each we liked, other. what we didn't like, and then we do end of arc awards. I don't remember the results, but no. I can tell you that Hood won most valuable player. Yeah, most valuable player is like the the, 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 that's the that's the gold star. Yes, um, and Hood won that one just for. Bringing everyone together, really. Essentially, yeah. She was the glue. Mm-hmm. And then that swiftly takes us into arc two, which immediately follows on from arc one. Yes. And this is where the audio Like, they quality... literally go straight outside yeah. and have ice cream. Yeah, pretty much. Milkshakes. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. But this is when our audio quality starts to improve. So you can actually start listening from arc two. Yeah. A couple as... episodes into arc two, I think. Yeah, yeah. Give it one or two, and then you can get back into it, no problem. But, um... Yeah, so they go to a diner that we had a far too long debate A good five-minute talk. Because, again, I can't do words well. and Ed was under the impression that a traditional American-style diner yep. was... A converted cable car. Yes. <laughs> so not just made to look a bit like one, maybe. Yes. Um, we, so, we had a long debate on that one. And it was just so confusing and unnecessary but everyone was on board so we kind of couldn't ignore it yeah and we got there in the end got there in the end and everybody ordered milkshakes yes except lupo because she's a downer she walks out yes and uh emmett follows her outside and he's sort of been again he's had his eyes on a lot of people for a little while and he doesn't know everything about lupo's backstory but he knows he enough. found her file Yes. He found the publicly accessible file yes. as a police officer could find. And um and he uses her real name. Yep. Which basically made her go from having a bit of colour, having a bit of confidence to pale as a sheet and a what? <laughs> yeah, essentially. Um and you don't know how much Emma actually knows about your past and No, and that's literally all he says and she just goes, uh uh-uh. uh. We'll talk later. Yeah, essentially. And they just haven't had a chance to talk yet, really. We had a very brief conversation later. Um, but it was very brief because the captain crashed it. Yeah, essentially. We'll get there. 
Can we say that they had the chat in the weeks that he was unconscious? Yes, and we, could we just, can. We could just role play it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be good. Yeah. Cool. Um, and that takes us on to his next mission. He basically calls into his chief and goes, "Hi, chief. I've." found some guys who were interested they just took down the crocodile for us and and the chief's like oh what well send them to do this thing and um if they succeed with that then we'll give them some like sweet gear and stuff and emma's like but they just did a cool can we have some can we have some gear please no he's like says the chief no nope and uh and emma's like oh mac oh come on like they just did in like not even just, a few hours. They, they just did took something. down a serial killer that we've been tracking for weeks. Weeks. Months. Like, literal. A long time. He's killed like. Nope. Ten. Like ten people. Nuh-uh. And, and they just stopped him in a night. Nuh-uh. We got a problem to deal with first. Okay, fine. So he sends them off to basically infiltrate a drug ring. A drug a drug smuggling ring. Yep. A, a drug ring. ring. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's good with words. Yes, a druggling ring. We should, I guess, we should try and get if these are, if there are new listeners listening to this, we should probably try and get them into some of the inside jokes. Yeah, that's very druggling true. is one. Rabble's not a word. Rabble is not a word. Yes, it is. It's. I mean, it is. I have since looked in a dictionary, <laughs> even though I promised you that I was not going to look in the dictionary. I can confirm rabble is a word. <laughs> I I stand by what I said. Rabble is a word. It's a stupid word. It has no reason to be a word. It's a perfectly good word and is usable in everyday life. I challenge you, listeners, use rabble every day. How would you possibly use it? You'll find the opportunity. If you are good committed, enough committed and committed to the word rabble, which you can is a pointless it. word. I, I will take up the challenge, even though it's kind of useless now that school's broken up. I'll Tomorrow, I will slip rabble into the conversation. Disgusting. I'll do it. Disgusting. I'll do it. I'm a librarian. They expect me to come up with weird words, words and phrases. You, do you have a word of the day calendar? You should get one. No, I should get one. September. That'll be on my plan. Yeah. Hmm. Good shout. So, we there. Yeah, the the team sort of set off try and uh, find some some leads as to under uncover the the drugs, but they're not just regular drugs. Nope. They find this out quite early on. They are. They call them meta drugs, and they essentially give you powers. Yep. Um, you guys don't work this out straight away, though. No. You come across. We just know that something's shady because there are these patches that people are wearing. Yeah. And whenever we find them, they're like just big old plasters. Yeah, like the kind of nicotine patches. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Nicorette, whatever. And we find lots of people that have obviously been using these, and they're just asleep. Like, they are gone. You cannot wake them up. But they're not dead. They're just asleep. Yeah. Like. Out cold. Yes. Um, Which leads us on to a very entertaining event that took place in an alleyway. Yeah. So these guys are just chilling at the top of the roof. And they look down and they see three thugs looking over a, a couple of unconscious dudes. And weighing up the pros and cons of... Stabbing them. Stabbing them and taking all their money. <laughs> Even though they're unconscious. Yes. And Hood teleports through the shadows down and drops one of the bugs on that Lupo gives her. One of the... Yeah. Uh, so I basically devices. listen into the conversation to find out they want to stab these people and I go, probably shouldn't let that happen. Let's stop Let's them. go. 
And this initiates the most efficient combat yep. which the team have ever partaken in, where they knock out three dudes in six seconds. Yeah. That and it's how combat rounds go. Fantastic. We didn't knock out the third one, though. We kept him awake so that we could interrogate him. Yes. Um, Guess who rolled a crit on her intimidation? It was me. <laughs> but no, everyone just sort of like nails their part. Um, that was just luck personified. Yeah. Personified? You, well, I suppose it could be in the dice. You like jump off the building, mm-hmm. land on a dude, knock him out, start punching some dudes, knock him out. Dollface blasts Dollface, the dudes. Yeah, blasts a bunch of dudes, knocks them out, holds them still so other yep. people can knock them out. Captain... Maybe did something. Yeah, like I think he slid down a pipe. Yeah. And um, everything was handled by the time he got there. Yeah. And Dollface, like with her telekinetic powers, grabs the last thug and like lifts him up the wall, like pins him to the wall. And that's when I got my fantastic intimidation check. Yeah. And basically just asked him who are they working for, where are the drugs coming from, and standard questions. Yeah. Where and are the he other complied. Drugs going? Yeah. Told her everything. There's a, a homeless shelter. Um, they told him. She, he told her about Matteson. Yes, and Matteson is top of this top ring. He he top dog. He's the guy who doesn't even really get his hands dirty. That sort of top dog. Like you were just lucky that you found a guy who wasn't a nutton. Mm. He, he wasn't just a. a you know. Just a runner. Yeah. This guy knew stuff. He was smart. Was he a lieutenant or was he just a guy who was he, clued in? He was, actually, oh, yeah. nice. Very good. Um, that was lucky. Yeah, very, very <laughs> much so. Uh, and he informed them that a bunch of the product was being stored at a homeless shelter not too far away. And this homeless shelter was a front for drugging, drug smuggling. And the the team decided it would be a great idea to try and infiltrate. Yep. So Lupo pulls together a plan. She basically gets the team to split up into Team Bad Wolf and Team Fuck Up. Yes. Because there's not a chance in hell that Lupo wants to be teamed with the captain or Dollface. You know it's bad when she chooses the 12-year-old over the rest of them. Yes. And she tells Dollface and the captain to go and find some clothes to make themselves look like... Th- um, sorry, not thugs. To look like homeless people. Yeah. So that they can try and shuffle their way in yeah, essentially. and get some help. Meanwhile, um, Lupo and Hood will go and look for clothes to make Lupo look like a thug. And she can see if she can maybe muscle her way in. Yep. So one half of the team is successful. Guess yes. which one? Is it team fuck up? No. No, it's not. No. Uh, in fact, team fuck up basically royally fucked up. Stalk a guy into an alleyway and then say, "Give me all your clothes," and he freaks out and runs away. Um, they managed to catch up with them though, didn't they? Yeah. No, 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 no. They, no. they find like a clothing bank, basically. They really Oh, yeah, I, I had to call them back because they tried bribing them initially, and it was working. Yeah. And then. They said no, and so Captain pulled his sword on them. That's not a euphemism. Nope. No, he literally pulled a sword out, so they ran away. Yeah. Um, that's how Team Fuck Up earned their name. Yes. 
by so, fucking up. <laughs> yep. So Lupo's managed to get dressed. They're, they've just gone to a clothing bank and just gone, yep, let's just... She threw her... Though no, she didn't throw hood in. Hood teleported into like one of those clothes um, things. Had a little shuffle around trying to find some clothes for her. And Lupo's gotten changed. They arrive. Hood size continues to rummage around yeah, for a yeah, bit yeah, yeah. to find some clothes. And Team Useless decide to go scope out the warehouse, see if they can get in first. Easy. No problem. Yeah. So they go and do that. No luck. They're full. They bump up. Yeah. They're full. They can't take any more. There's another shelter down the road. Fair enough. They come back. And Lupo decides, I've got an idea. And she punches the captain. Yes. And starts a fight, basically. Yeah. And um, this is literally just pretty much outside the warehouse as well. So it brings over the other thugs and they're like, whoa, 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 what's going on? And Lupo... She waves like a security tag, which she pickpocketed from one of the guys, doesn't she? To make it... Or she just name drops Matt. Oh, no, no, no. She picked up the card that was on one of the unconscious bodies. Yeah. That had Matteson's call call sign on it. Yeah. And... um, she fluffs her way through it and basically says, I'm I'm one of Madison's guys. Who the fuck is this useless yeah. idiot? And I think at that point it was he kind of shrugged out of his clothes and just became the captain again. Mm. So it was she was literally fighting with a pirate. And <laughs> she didn't actually tell the captain what was going on, but thankfully no. Toby had some sense yeah, and realised what he was going it on. And he played along. And this was kind of the birth of Team Spirate. Well, are we still going with that? No. I have no idea what we're going with. <laughs> Swords and subterfuge. The team SS. <laughs> yeah. And because uh, no team that's been called SS has ever been bad. No, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, essentially that's how they get in. The the thugs drag the captain into a room at the back, yep. lock him up, and yep. Lupo very Lupo's gleefully plays along. Yep. Gives him a couple kick-ins. Takes his she, sword. She, she, yeah, she took his sword away from him initially. And um, he does not he does, like that. No, the captain did was not a fan, and she restrains him, takes away his weapons, and just goes and chills with the guys for a bit. Yeah, they're all inside this vault room. Yep, which they're using to sort of count money. Yep, uh, dead bolted from the outside, mm-hmm. makeshift prison, makeshift money room, sort of. Yep. Yeah, and whilst the guys are distracted, kind of counting the money, Lupo just kind of slides out her gun, which has a silencer on it. And she shoots out the light bulb. Yes. The captain is just like creaming his pants at this point. Yes. Because he knows good stuff's going to happen. Um, she... The two little night vision eyes blink yep. on in the So she darkness. puts the mask back on. And we didn't even talk about the mask. No. Just, just so you know, Lupo has a wolf cow kind of mask, which allows her to see in the dark, take pictures and take video. And much. see heat. And, and yeah, and it's heat vision as well. Communications. And yeah, it's got comms and, yeah, you know, techie stuff, Batman. Yeah. And um, she initiates night vision and she beats the crap out of the two thugs. Yeah, like basically. absolutely batters them. She destroys them. And uh, meanwhile, outside, yep. Hood and... They're on top of the warehouse. Yeah. And Hood's like, okay, are we ready to go? And Dollface isn't actually paying attention. This is just Caroline not paying attention yes. in general. Uh, Dollface's player. And Dollface is like, okay, we're going in. And she teleports them in just as Caroline is mid-flow on sentence of, drugs, they're all on drugs, she loudly announces <laughs> she, to the warehouse full of thugs. that the uh, 
the, the, the plaster nicotine patch things are a drug and when it runs out your withdrawal symptom is that you fall asleep mm-hmm. she finally clocks that and she just yells they're all on drugs as they're bumped into the room and uh all the thugs just turn and stare directly at them yep. and they're like good like hood had prepared the room as well she'd made it darker yep. she'd made it ready for them to go stealthy and dollface just fucks it up yeah So, so that happened. Yeah, and then they fight all the guys and the guys they punch for a bit poorly and one of the guys shoots his mate and then himself, I think. <laughs> yeah. And then Dollface and or oh, oh, I can't remember who does it, but one of them lets out Lupo and the captain. But before they do that, the captain, because he was so angry by being disarmed with his sword, decides to shove the paralysis blade up of the bum of one of the thugs. Yes, he does. It was completely unnecessary. <laughs> in every way and that sums up toby yes one of the guys one of the thugs uh actually coincidentally the one who lupo previous put a tracker on Mm -hmm. um he decides to get out of dodge so he slaps one of the plasters on his arm Mm -hmm. and uh and this is when you guys realize that they these are not just drugs they're not just drugs when he lifts up into the air and flies out of the back door. Yep. And across the river behind. Yep. And, uh, and that happened. Yeah, the four of you are like, Ooh, we should probably follow him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we do. Yeah, and so they, they bust out into the back alley, yeah, hop the fly fence. Fly Guy was born. <laughs> fly Guy. That's what we called him. Yes. Uh, it's not his name. What is his name? Uh, do you want to know the, yeah. the, the, what the newspapers are going to dub him Yeah, as he causes I'd, all sorts of shenanigans? Lupo would know anyway. She reads newspapers. She does read newspapers. Yes. Goliath. Oh. They call him Goliath. Oh. But he doesn't just fly. He does other no, stuff. No, he does other stuff, but that's really disappointing. He's called Goliath. Lupo would just be like, at that when she reads it. It's just, it's just media propaganda, yeah. in it? Yeah. Uh, big villain, Goliath. But um, come to the river and it's like, okay, Lupo's like, okay, Hood, teleport Dollface and I over there. And the captain's just like, but there's a boat here. <laughs> Dad, this is the first time I've ever got to drive a boat. And Lupo's like, Hood, teleport us across the river. And she so she's that. like, okay. Yeah. bumps them across instantly. And I don't think she even gets the opportunity to try with the captain because he's like, no, no, no. <laughs> I'm sailing. I will. I am sailing. Acro- I'm sailing across this river. <laughs> So he does, and they're waiting for a good five minutes for just, him to arrive. Just as this little boat, this little tugboat, just... Mm-hmm. just ticka, 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 yeah, ticka, ticka, across the river, and he's having a whale of a time. <laughs> air blowing through hair, air blowing through his hair. Yep. Yep. And uh, <laughs> To be fair, though, Hood wouldn't have been able to carry him. Yeah, he's too heavy. He's too heavy for her to teleport, so it's fine, I suppose. But, uh, yeah, they... They all get to the other side and they find a series of warehouses. Mm-hmm. So we attempt, and I really do focus on the word attempt, to stealth <laughs> our way along one of the alleyways where we see some very heavily armed guards in yes. the car park. Yeah, so there's the three warehouses, big old car park in the middle, and each building is is posted. There's at least two or three dudes, all with submachine guns, ballistic vests they are 
security detail there. They're, they're oh, kitted yeah. out. So as only Dollface can, she trips on a brick, stumbles into some bins, sets off a trap. The bowling ball starts rolling down the wall and drops down onto the bookshelf, which knocks over all of the books. The little and- man does the, the flippy dive into the big old bathtub. And, yep. And, and then the mockingbird thing dips into the water and another thing a marble rolls across into the train and the train takes it down the tracks all the way to the yes exactly <laughs> ipso facto yeah. a guy with a gun sees her and starts shooting at her yeah. and everybody so, else retreats like shit yes so yeah dollface's reaction is to grab the brick and throw it at the dude <laughs> yeah she do and uh and i'm pretty sure it just like knocks him out instantly. I think it works yeah. yeah it actually so, worked so she's like I'm just gonna start picking stuff up and throwing it at stuff so she, so she picks up the dude's body and throws it at another dude and that works really well and uh yeah that just sort of becomes her MO is to yeah, just that's throw how it stuff handled. at stuff yeah um, so that's how that happened and then Fly Guy turns up again. Yes, he bursts out and he's flying about. And he's, he's doing like, some cocky bullshit. You'll never get me because I'm flying so high. Gotta fly high. So Lupo shoots him. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like... You can't catch me. Oh! Yeah. And uh, and he's like, oh man. And he flies back into the building. Yeah, he was all right. <laughs> so uh, so everyone's like, okay, we've got to think about this. How are we going to infiltrate this building? So, so Lupo offers up the captain as bait. Yeah. So Lupo and Hood are going to go in through the roof and Dollface is going to act as like backup for the captain to follow in. But the captain is going to go through the front door. The big old double doors yep. that Fly Guy literally just Fly Guyed into. Yep. And Lupo was perfectly happy with this plan. Yeah. Like 100%. She knew, Everyone she knew, was 100% happy with this plan. Everyone was 100% happy with this plan, but Lupo was like 120% happy because... She's an intelligent person and <laughs> understands how things work. Yeah. So they bump up to the roof. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't think to look in through the skylight. Yeah, that was my fault as a player. So they, yeah, just head down the I like to think fire that Lup- Lupo was well aware of what was going to yeah, happen. Oh, yeah, def- <laughs> she's definitely aware. She's, she's. I may not have known, but she knew. Yes. And uh, so they head down the, the fire escape, yeah. or the roof Stealth access. in their way through. And they... Watch as... Captain throw. He rolls a smoke grenade in, yep. in through the door. Yes, he does. And uh, And thinks, yeah, that's a great shout. And then he runs into the building, not realizing that the smoke grenade is only going to create a small cloud of smoke <laughs> right in front of the door to a huge warehouse, mm-hmm. like a massive warehouse. Which you can tell is huge from the outside. Yeah. And everyone is now looking at the, the smoke outside the door and there's literally no way that you can hide as you come out of that smoke. So he charges in through the smoke into what is quite literally a hail of bullets. Yeah, there is the firing squad basically <laughs> waiting for him and he just gets decimated like just destroyed and he's like bleeding out screaming and you guys burst in through the top mm-hmm. and uh start yeah. taking people out Lupo and Hood start drawing fire yeah um, and then Dollface enters the fray as well yeah and at this point it's sort Captain's of breaks up fucked. the fight he's but he is properly gone he's Lupo like has literally been spending arc one and, and arc two just quietly waiting for him to die yeah essentially she yeah. won't pull the trigger herself but she'll set it yeah, up I mean it would have so been so much easier if yeah. he just died yeah um, no who's gonna miss him really yeah. his only friend is already dead yeah I don't know <laughs> um and yeah, there's. I mean, there's a whole table of drugs over on one side, and one of the thugs runs over, snorts up a bunch of powder, and starts breathing fire. Yeah, as it's you do. Chaos. Yep. 
And then uh, Fly Guy is still like, Fly Guy bursts you hurt out me. Of behind, behind a bunch of crates, mm. starts smashing. Like, he's like bulked out. Yeah, because we, we took him out on the flight, so he was down on the ground now. Um, he stopped flying because we hurt him. He wasn't, he didn't stop flying, but oh, he, okay. he stopped flying vertically, if that makes sense. So he was sort of. He could leap. Yeah, he could like propel himself crazy far. Um, and he was like doing, yeah, like running tackles basically. But he was bulked he out. He'd taken some more drugs, which like strengthened him up and kind of drove him a little bit insane. He lost a lot a of his bit. cognitive skills and a little bit. and burned out some brain cells. Yeah, right essentially, there. and just went into a rage mm-hmm. and just yeah, just started wailing on the captain. And the captain managed to drag himself over to the drugs table and was like, "Lucky dip." Yep, pick or choose, win or lose, <laughs> and uh, just grabbed a syringe and rammed it into his arm. Luckily for him. It was a healing drug. Yep. Unluckily for him. It was a super healing drug. Which. We'll come on to later. Yeah. The fight became a little bit tedious at that point because all you knocked out all mm. the thugs and then it was just a slog to try and yeah. knock out Fly Guy. But eventually we got there. Yeah. And then over the intercom, the speaker's in the warehouse. Madison's just mocking us. He's in a car outside just like listening to the madness inside. <laughs> and it's just like... <laughs> amateurs yeah basically just like i'm out (laughs) and then you hear hear the car squeal away and that's the end of arc two that is the end of arc two and who won mvp in the end of arc review for arc two i did yeah you did and i was very humble about it at the time but i'm still humble about it now i'm the best yes you are (laughs) for that one arc yep Um, i am the only one who knows how to play the game correct yeah, I'm pretty sure the only one who has physically looked at a rule book, let alone yep, I've considered reading it. Pretty much. Including built. myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, I think I sleep with one under my pillow at this point. Mm, it's kind of just expected, really. I was looking at a GM kit myself and the other day. I was just like... Mm, so nice. One day. So nice. One day, my sweet prince. <laughs> I'll come for you. Yeah. I don't want to put it to sleep. Goodness me, no. No, but it rests in peace until you true, try it. True, very true, very true. The transition into arc three is another instant one. Yep. And then there's a time jump. It's sort of a yep. weird. So instantly they burst out of the... Um, this is also when we have our brand new rig, which you are listening to right now. So if you are... If if you want to start from here, from sexy audio quality, cut out now. Yeah. Stop. St- it's stop spoilers from here. And go from issue 13. Yeah. So We'll give you time to pull fumble, your phone out of your fumble, pocket, yeah. open up your phone, load up Hit the podcast pause, app. Or just rip out your headphones. Just rip and go, them out. No. Uh, but I mean, yeah, if you wanted spoilers to listen. Spoilers ahoy. Like seriously now, because this ahoy. is like. I like it. Hey. Pirates. Yeah. Pirates. Because that's what this arc's about. Yes. Arc three is about pirates. So the premise of Arc 3 actually came about the fact that organising everyone together is a fucking nightmare. Correct. So what we did is that we decided this arc was going to be all of the people who lived in one area. Also correct. I.e. Ed, myself and Toby. So we could record around a table because we'd been recording a lot through Skype at this point because everybody's scattered around the UK. And um, not so much now, but at the time. So we decided that that's what we were going to do. It was going to be Lupo and the captain, and they were going to go on a merry adventure. You've earned yourself a third correct? Yes. The, yeah, the, the, I mean. Which sp- meant that you got to play Dollface and Hood for the very first briefly, yeah, episode. And it, was, and it was a lot of fun. <laughs> 
Um, so if you haven't listened, I'd recommend going listening yep. to episode 13 just because that happens. We also had to re-record episode 13 three times. Yes. Because the first one corrupted. Yep. The second one, the latency was wrong and yeah, we couldn't it recover it. Disgustingly wrong. And the third time thankfully worked and we were very tired of the story oh, at that God, point. Yeah. But the problem for us is that unless we listen to the episode fresh, we can't remember what happened, what bits got cut from the final thing and what didn't so if we say things that don't appear in the episode sorry (laughs) that's all i can say i'm sorry um but yeah so instantly uh the guys burst out of the warehouse and they start chasing madison they grab themselves a motorbike lupo jumps on the front captain Captain jumps on the back and they make chase they just go they just go sorry dollface sorry hood well hood can keep up she's fine but dollface bye and Long story short, car chase happens, cops get involved, they manage to Lupo stop. gets in front of yeah. Madison's car. And they manage to stop Madison's car by Captain jumping on the bonnet. And, and going face first into the windscreen. And then passing out. Yep. And there's a reason for that. He didn't just roll really badly. A, th- a thing happened. You remember those drugs we were talking about? Yeah, they were super Healy drugs. Healy to the point where they keep regenerating cells even after you're perfectly fine. Uh, so he essentially gave himself like a super advanced form of cancer. Yep. And um, and he man- yeah he basically went from there went into body hospital. could not cope. And it was only because. But he Emmett- did stop Madison. He did stop Madison. <laughs> Madison was arrested. He stopped Madison with his face. With his face, there was a whole. Uh, a whole thing about how Madison was uncovered and he was like a major funder yep. in a certain political... Yeah, because uh, like the, a captain, candidate. the captain went into a coma and we glossed over the period of what happened during that coma. It was like a two, three-week coma? About that, exactly yeah, it was quite a while. And yeah, the, the, the team, rest of the team was still active. The team were functioning very well without him. Yes. Um, we uncovered Madison, we completely exposed him... Um, he was, yeah, like you say, he was a, a mayor, a candidate to be the next mayor. No, he was and, funding. Oh, he was funding candidate. the mayor candidate. That's what it was. So yes. that candidate was completely exposed and they completely just toppled quite a sophisticated little plot there. Yeah. Without the captain. Yes, they did. So that was great. Uh, well, no, if you think about it, the captain's face kind of did all the work. So I'm pretty sure he is really... the one who, who did all that single, single facedly. Yeah. Move on. <laughs> um, so yeah, he wakes up in in the hospital, and it's only because Emmett knows a great deal of people, and he managed to pull some strings, pull in some favors, and a hero called Medusa, with healing powers, um, she managed to draw the the toxins out of his body and basically heal him. Um, but it left him with a mark on his arm, like a. Th- Thick black mark, which you a, know, a black spot, the black spot, you could say, yes. Um, and uh, you know, you can see all the veins being gross inside his arm, and it's, it's no good, but yeah, he wakes up and he's fine, yeah, mark good aside. as new, yep, and much to Lupo's dismay, yes. They head back to oh, we haven't mentioned the gingerbread house yet, it was kind of irrelevant at the point, yeah. Um, they 
so, okay, so yeah, in the in the two or three weeks he's been out, they've started using Dollface's business establishment. Yeah, she, when she gained consciousness, she found herself in a shop front for a haberdashery, uh, and it's called the Gingerbread House, and she's sort of been living out of it for however long she's been. Business you, if you can call it alive. Closed. Yeah, the business is long since closed, but that's where she's been chilling. Yeah, so like she calls them all her brothers and sisters, all the other dressmakers, dolls. The other mannequins. Yeah. <laughs> they, uh, the, the policeman, I mean, that like Emmett and the rest of the, the team, they have basically made it into a base of operations. There's various like computers and tech everyone has a room it's their headquarters the gingerbread house and they head back there Emmett shows captain his new room shows him the hook and most importantly shows him that he has managed to work out a way of opening the hook there's various different secret compartments inside it and he's worked out how to get into one of them the contents of that compartment is a letter from his from the captain's dad basically saying i need you to kill blackbeard and if you're reading this i'm probably dead lupo's at this point is just she's seen a lot of things you know working for a company a company a group like anvil who were government yeah um and dealing with a lot of meta humans and all of that nonsense to hear the word Blackbeard <laughs> to her was apparently crossing an invisible line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like when I mean I'm sure there were there were like shitty small time villains who called themselves Blackbeard because it's like oh it's an icon let's name myself I'm a pirate. After it. But but when you hear that there is an actual Blackbeard, you're like that no. is that just can't. No, be. that's not real. That's it's like ridiculous. it's like saying you got to kill Santa. Like yeah. it's that sort of just, it's ridiculous. It's, just, it's no good. Um, so obviously she's in, mm. and uh, I've got no choice but to yeah, exactly. I am the captain's babysitter. Yes, and uh, that evening ninjas attack the shop. Yep, <laughs> just literally ninjas. Casually, um, we take care of it. Yes, Emmett uh, gets knocked out. Yes, again. Uh, so they take him back to his flat, lie him down, and basically say we're off. Yep, they head down to the docks. They're following. Uh, a not a crystal which they found in in the compartment as well, which um, Emmett identified as a concealment charm. And as they head down towards the dock, it starts to vibrate harder and harder, and they eventually uncover a ship, a pirate ship, which has just been chilling in the dock. Yep. Completely invisible to the naked eye. Yep. But the crystal breaks that spell. Yeah. And they rock up on board, and um, they bump into this guy called Jonas. And Jonas is the first mate, and he was waiting for his good friend Staines to. Because what um, the captain didn't realise was that Staines is due for release soon. Very soon. <laughs> but he broke him out anyway. Yes. And got him killed. Yes. And, uh, and Jonas is very upset to hear that. But uh, but they're like, oh well, I guess we should uh, we should, you know, I guess you're the captain of this ship now, and um. We should head out into the... Uh, Do climb, find Blackbeard. Yeah, yeah. essentially. Um, and Lupo's kind of like, fuck. 
this is actually I'm be- happening. This is actually happening, and I'm coming along on this ride. Yeah. Um, and forgot to call Emmett. Yes. To let, let him know what was happening. So, <laughs> a few sea shanties later, they find themselves out on an island in the arse end of nowhere. And uh, the way that pirates work is that they have this substance that's called crystal. And it's sort of like a magic thing, but... Uh, they use it to fuel their ships, do like black powder, like all sorts of stuff. It is their buy all end all. Yeah, kind of essentially, product. it's it's their thing. And um, there's various crystal mines on different islands around, and the island that they stop at has one. And this is where stuff kind of goes south. Do you want to introduce Mabel? She's a good friend of yours. Yeah, Mabel and uh, Lupo got on very well. Mabel is the quartermaster of the Mistress. Yes. Which is the name of the ship. The Ocean's Mistress. Yep. And Lupo and her got on pretty well. Had a good chat. Really, really got on. Yeah. Good mates. Like, Lupo didn't really meet with the rest of the crew. She chatted to Jonas. He was a nice enough guy. Jonas is cool. But her and Mabel hit it off. Buddies. They and just sort of saw eye to eye on all yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, they did. And, um... When everyone was on sh- on shore and having some fun, Lupo stayed behind on the ship, and Mabel was there as well. And as Lupo's coming up onto deck, she noticed that Mabel's acting a little bit off. A little bit funny. Th- things aren't exactly right. So she just goes over, has a nice coy little chat with her, and I crit my sleight of hand roll. Yeah, you go to give her a hug, and you just pick all of her pockets. Yep. I give her a hug and I basically just undress her and she walks off naked without noticing. Essentially. (laughs) Um, Clues are given to me. Yeah. A mirror. Yep. A photo of a man. Mm -hmm. And that was it, I think. I believe that is it. Yeah. And me being kind of switched on around signalling and mirrors and shady behaviour... I automatically jumped to the uh, conclusion that, oh, fuck, Mabel's been signalling another ship. So I pelt it down to um, the tavern. Yes, where everyone is rowdily dancing and drinking, and then the captain gets stabbed. Yep, he got stabbed without noticing. He yeah. toughed his way out of that yeah, one. Yeah, he did. And, um, some guy, yeah, some bumped guys, into him, yeah. Ja- gave him a little jab in the back. So the captain gets Jonas to send off some guys to take care of some other guys and then that's that and yeah. Lupo comes in and is like I think something my Lupo senses are tingling <laughs> things are going wrong and um, pay attention the only person who's aware of anything is aware that something is happening <laughs> yeah basically so um, they leg it back to the ship to find that the ship is gone no no I'm wrong I'm completely wrong. What happens after that? The ship is just no, basically the ship picked got clean. Stripped. That was it. Uh, all the crystals yeah. gone. So they can sail, but they have to use actual sails and it's just yeah. a whole hassle. Mm. Um, yeah, the whole thing. And then as they get to the ship, there's an explosion back in town. So we have to leg it back into town. They head back into town. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, the explosion has essentially destroyed the crystal mine. Yep. Uh, big old cave-in going to take absolutely ages to to clear it out Mm -hmm. um and then the other pirates that jonas had sent off earlier were like we took care of it for you took care of what the guys you were talking about what did you do them killed them we took care of them we took care of it 
And that was just Lupo glowering at Captain Moment and <laughs> the captain insisting that that was not what no, he wanted. No, no, just wanted you to follow him. Nope. And then do nothing. Yep. And then we noticed one of our crewmates is being a bit shady as well. Yeah. And Travis. Yes. And when confronted, he legs it. Essentially, yeah. Yeah, he runs back with the, uh, it wasn't the tavern, but the inn. And um, Lupo and the captain make chase. And they find him in the room full of dead bodies. Pretending to be dead. Yeah, so that was the group of pirates that were taken care of. Yes. Whoops. And uh... so we drag him back to the ship. At this point, like the guards are on to us because they think we're the ones who blew up the mine. Fair enough. Assumption. Really. Yeah. And um, we're dragging Travis with us. Get back to the ship. Set sail. Well, you can't because you don't have any crystal. So you're like, we should probably head. We should oh, see yeah. If there's a, we should see if there's a shop front anywhere which sells crystal. And they're like, yeah, there is. And you, you run inside and the guy comes out who you recognize from the picture on Mabel's. Yep. Yep. That was it. Uh, in Mabel's photo. Mm-hmm. So, so he's like, don't got any crystal. And Lupe's like, I think you're wrong. And she jumps over the counter and knocks him, him out. Knocks him out by accident. Yeah. It was seriously one of those moments. It's just as, even as a player where like, I'm thinking I'm doing a really cool thing. Like she jumps over the counter, like tw- puts, plunges her knife into his shoulder, twists it to try and like intimidate him. And it was a really good moment. Yeah, it's fantastic. He failed his role <laughs> and passed Horribly. out. And just, just full on passed out. And Lupo kind of stood up awkwardly and was like, I Oops! <laughs> overestimated his constitution, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Um, sorry about that, guys. Do you want to just start ripping the place apart? Yep. And they found a little chest full of crystal, luckily, um, yes, which is enough to at least get on the road. Yep. And we took the guy with us because we thought well, he's unconscious and we've got questions. He's coming too. Yeah. Yeah. So after sailing, uh, so sorry, while sailing after Mabel and the, sh- the other ship, they interrogate Travis and this other guy and basically discover that he was a middleman. He was, they were supposed to take him with them. He was, That's another crit roll on my intimidation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) He was just going to stack up all the crystal, give it to these guys so that they had a massive hoard of it and then he was going to come with them and they were heading, uh, well, Mabel said that she just wanted out. She just wanted out of being a pirate. She wanted out. She wasn't interested anymore. She just wanted to see the horizon. Yeah. And that's when Toby suggested. I don't know if the cat not in ca- no, it wasn't in character. But Toby clocked it and went, "Horizons a place." Yeah, which, as it turns out, it is. It is a it is a place. Correct. Um, and yeah, so yeah, they find that out. Um, same with Travis. He was supposed to be with them on the ship. So they get moving. Yeah, and, and they, they catch up with Mabel. Yes, and we obliterate her ship completely they they um they yeah rock up alongside it throw down the gangplanks and run across and mabel's at the wheel with a good explosion of uh cannon fire first yes and we took out their mast yes that was good uh mabel's up on the on the Mm -hmm. on the wheel yep lupo swings across the captain decides to run Run across run across the plank and and fall off He fell. And he's like hanging from this blank by his fingertips. Like pinky finger, kind yeah. of holding on by. Oh dear. He has a grappling hook. He, he does. One of the one of the 
alternate blades for his sword is that he can just full on swing across anything, basically. Yep. Um, so that's good. What a guy. What a champ. Mm-hmm. So Jonas basically does most of the work on Mabel. Yeah. He beats her down. Smashes not, her up. Not completely, though. Because uh, she's got this coat. It's a very nice coat. It's a very nice coat. It's a very and, nice coat. And the coat is something which Captain recognises from what his childhood when he was on a pirate ship. And it was his father's pirate ship. And it was the day, the last day that he saw his father. Uh, and it was when they were attacked. And the coat signifies that Mabel is a pirate hunter. Yep. So from there, they quickly realise that that coat is impenetrable to swords at least. Because whatever cuts that the captain were make was making, it just wasn't working. No, nope. like nothing was working. Um, so the captain and Lupo teamed up in a rare moment of genius. Yes, and Lupo undressed. <laughs> yeah, literally, Lupo grabbed her, ripped open her coat, and the captain stabbed her. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that went through. Yeah. And right through. All the way through, and then yep. stopped at the coat. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and thankfully, because Lupo's standing right behind it. Yeah. She feels the point, and she goes, "Ooh, ooh." And uh, <laughs> her last words are, "The the crows will fly on horizon, and it will burn, or something like that." I can't remember exactly what it was. Yeah, it's along those lines. And um, and they realise that she has an amulet around her neck, which is the so I take sh- it. shape of a crow. So you take it. And I take her coat as well. And Lupo has this fantastic plan. Mm-hmm. Sink the ship. Yep. Leave her adrift. Mm-hmm. And create some sort of a signal. Mm-hmm. Because they find out from the rest of the crew that there's a whole fleet of pirate hunters descending on Horizon. Mm-hmm. This is their big plan. This is their big yep. finale. They found out where Horizon is. Yep. And they're attacking it. So Lupo being a spy decides to be a spy. Yes. And the captain agrees. Yeah. Horizon, at this point they find out, Horizon is a place, it's a city, it's the pirate city, and it's where the council of Blackbeard sits. Mm -hmm. Because Blackbeard's not one guy. It's many guys. It's a whole council of dudes. Yep. And dudettes. Yep. And it's sort of like a title that you earn. Mm -hmm. And one of those people... We don't... Do we know that? They know that, yeah. yeah. Do we know that at that point? Because yeah, um, yeah, yeah, Jonas says it pretty early on. He says, yeah. um, uh, "You when you first got on the ship, you're like, oh, we need to kill Blackbeard. And my dad says so. And he's like, but your, your dad is Blackbeard. Oh, yeah, I remember now. Yeah, your dad is Blackbeard. Um, he didn't me- He didn't specify the A Blackbeard. Yeah. That was a slip of Jonas's tongue. I'm it was sure. indeed. Um, and yeah, so you're like, okay, we've got to get to Horizon pretty quick. Um, so I'm floating in the sea. Yep. Yeah. Back on the mistress. Uh, they're just going. Yeah, they're just heading towards yeah. Horizon. They, they, so, they follow the maps and stuff on, on Mabel's yep. ship to find out this location, start heading towards it. Leave you adrift. Yep. And my signal for sending off like a bit of crystal is a flare because I've been set adrift with two loyal shipmates who know how to use crystal because I have fucking no idea. <laughs> and um, they set off a flare to let... And they really blow up the ship. Yeah. And eventually, a another pirate hunting vessel turns up. Lupo's wearing Mabel's coat and the amulet. Yeah. And, and she blags like she blags. She and spies like, her way on. Yeah. 
so she's like oh mabel died she made me captain this is how it is now and everybody's gone except for us yeah and he believed her and he was like okay cool come in have a have a cup of tea and a and a and, and Lupo actually is like sandwich. oh you're really hospitable people yeah oh. these they're really nice guys yeah and he's like you're really lovely people this is kind of awkward actually yeah so uh like genuine like not even like villainous um conversations like no these are genuinely nice people <laughs> yeah essentially and yeah. he's like yeah have this bed um we're gonna be we'll sitting through the night for your so other people yeah, as well yeah, yeah. Got some beds also have some have hot cocoa uh, yeah would you exactly. like some jackson mcqueen's no rum no rum here hot no. cocoa with whipped cream for you um <laughs> Lupa's just like oh, do i get mini marshmallows yes you do <laughs> he just like <laughs> i love this place like a, a grog barrel that he like hits the tap off and just mini marshmallows <laughs> pour out um Lupo's set for life she never yeah. comes back <laughs> and uh yeah yeah morning comes and um the guys we make it yeah um when you wake you know, you're awoken by one of the crewmates and he's like yeah the, the rest of the te- the rest of the guys are here um so you rock up onto deck and there's a bunch of ships and the mistress is around by horizon it's near yeah, yeah. it's nearby uh, and it's yeah it's a stone's throw and uh and you find out that you are summoning the kraken yeah and the kraken is horizon's main defense it answers to the council of blackbeard and it's sort of been an overarching threat throughout the throughout the arc because cap has the black spot and the kraken hunts things with the black spot um the the kraken uh well actually the mistress gets disguised yes it, it gets turned invisible Yep, just for safety precautions. They load then, up a bunch of crystal yep. into all the cannons and that. Yep, in preparation for a nice good old dogfight. And then the Kraken shows up. Yeah. And, and then more and ships it show up. turns up for what? Yep. It's what it does. Yep. And Lupo's just like, no. We are not prepared for we this. We are not prepared for this. They they seem to think they're prepared for this, but Lupo's just like, you are not ready for this nope. jelly. And it's just smashing ships like full-on smashing ships out of the water yep. big old crab man the yep. kraken with loads of tentacles and that yeah and he's a proper cthulhu nightmare yeah and and he's just yeah just a literally just obliterating ships out of the water and yep. there's a big old fleet of pirate hunters but they are just getting devastated and they're firing uh crystal by the boatload they've been raiding islands like the one earlier on in the arc um, just for this, literally just for this, to get as much crystal as possible, just to hammer into mm-hmm. into the kraken to take him out. So Lupo decides, "Fuck this mess, I'm, I'm getting out I'm of out here." Ski. Yep. And the captain of that ship is like, "No, get off my ship!" And so she's like, "Fine then," and she kills him. Yep. And she takes the ship. Yep. She doesn't normally kill people, but it was a stressful situation. Yeah. You know, she had a choice. She was either going to get thrown off the ship or she was going to take it over. So she took it over. Correct. And she does more pirating than than the actual captain, captain does. Yep. Because she gets to the wheel and she kind of does have that fleeting moment of, this really isn't that hard. And <laughs> yeah, then she sails off. Yeah. Yep, so she's off. Um, and It's a bigger ship than the captain's as well. Yeah. Like, considerably. Um, and uh, a warship. The captain's driving the mistress around and firing uh, cannons at all the other ships. And it sees Lupo's ship heading off and, and chases it. And they both head over to Horizon. And uh, they park up. And they park up. <laughs> just park yeah, in the boat. Palm, palm steer. steer it. And, uh, and they meet the captain's dad. Yeah. And he's like, 
shit yeah is going down it's really going down and um lupo tries to cry for her crew and go give them a chance you need every man you can get right now because she's got a crew full of pirate hunters yep and they're like nah mate and she's obviously grown to actually quite like these people in the, like the 24 hours she's spent with them yeah they've like, been hospitable they're, just, they've they're been decent nice, people yeah. yeah and and they're like no we don't do that they came here to kill us we'll kill them basically so they kill them and lupo is not happy about not that. at all um but yeah lupo and cap head up they go to the council yeah they are they gain council where the captain does the most monumentally stupid thing i think i've ever witnessed a character slash player to ever do he walks into the council room and there's a big old table with eight chairs around it and each one is uh personalized with engravings and I mean the wood that it's made out of and everything. Mm. Each one is made specifically for that council member and he just rocks up and sits down in one. And Lupo immediately goes feet up on the table, yep. boots like seawater draining out of his boots onto the lovely desk. Mm-hmm kicks back and Lupo's just like I really don't think you should be sitting there and he's like no it's fine my dad's on the council I, I don't think you should be sitting yeah, there it's fine so the council walks in his dad rocks over grabs the captain by the ear and throws him out of the room and locks the door behind him so he's he's like he's like a kid who when you take like a like a sweet away from a kid mm. he's like he's hammering on the door like mm. <laughs> I'm going to hold my breath. Yeah, essentially. And uh, luckily, Lupo's a competent human. I say that quite a lot. She (laughs) talks... She's the only one who thinks things through. She talks the council into letting him back in. She basically just calls him out for being the twat that he is, but please, for the love of God, let him in. Yeah, and then nails her persuasion. Yeah. Um, Cap comes back in and talking to the council and he basically says, yeah, I, they're, they're like, okay, we're going to use the island as a kill box. The bay is, uh, got a small mouth as they come in. We'll just create a dead zone. Like they, they'll just die here. Yep. And Cap's like, no, we need to go out and find them in, in the ocean. Yep. And, and then they're like, his dad's just like, yeah, by the way, you're going to be a gunner upstairs. Yeah. You're a moron. Whereas you, Lupo, you have a place on my ship if you like. Yeah, you can come on And my Lupo ship. was like, you know what? I'll take that offer. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Um, uh, Captain Silver is his dad. Uh, he hops up on, t- he takes the mistress back because mm-hmm. it was technically his ship. Yep. So he's like, yeah, mistress is mine. Lupo, you're on my crew. Mm. And and Cap's just left there like, uh, okay. So he just goes and takes another ship. He takes another ship. He just goes, my dad's Blackbeard. This is my ship now. And they're like, Fine. Yeah, okay, whatever. Uh, and they rock out. And there's a big old battle, ocean battle. Uh, chaos. Lots of murder and death and killing. Mm-hmm. And um, the captain slips out because he has a thought. He has an actual idea. Yeah. And it's an idea that kind of pulled through. Yeah. What? What? He realised earlier on in conversation that the Kraken that was fighting the pirate hunters was killed. And he told his dad about this. And his dad was like, oh, it's fine, we've got others. We've got more. Yeah. <laughs> and the and captain like, was like, what? Oh, oh, who? So, he re- so he's like, to the crew that he's with, he's like, where are the Krakens kept? Yeah. So they go to where the Krakens are Jonas is kept. like, they're just around the corner, mate. Yeah. He's like, oh, let's go there then. So they go around to a cave at the back of the island. Yep. And... Um, Captain Silver sees him going and he's like, I'm going to follow him. And Lupo finds out just through some A-class eavesdropping yep. that 
She sits on a bench and Eagle Visions her he, eavesdropping from afar. Yep, exactly. She blends in with the crowd and she goes in the, the walking priests along the deck and yep. just head down. And um, she learns that Captain Silver is really unimpressed with... Um, How his son's turned out. Yeah, so he doesn't mind if his crew accidentally run all of their swords through him Yep. multiple times. In turn. Yep. And Lupo is like, Hang about, that's my mate. Yeah. Like, he's a like, nonce, but he's all He's right. a nonce, but he's my nonce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He, Toby still hasn't heard that. No. He hasn't heard that speech yet. No. As of this recording, As he of hasn't this recording, heard that speech. Because we made him leave the room. Yeah. Um. So he hasn't heard this confrontation between Lupo and Captain Silver. And, um, and he didn't he, like leaving the room. No, we are <laughs> making him wait until it comes out to the public for yep. him to hear that. Yeah, because Lupo says some awesome stuff. Yeah. And uh, he's not allowed to listen to this either. Nope. Nope. And, um... Well, this will come out after. Yeah, it's true. But Toby might get to listen to it beforehand. Like, yeah, If true. he asked for it. No, not that he would. No. But, you know. Do you think he knows that we're doing this? Probably not. Cool. And, uh... <laughs> the... Lupo confronts him and she gets angry. And he gets angry. Because he's like, you don't stand up to me. You're, you're nothing. This is my world. I'm king here. Yeah. And she's just like, I... I Sorry, it gets me all excited because even I was proud of this moment. <laughs> she just turns around to him and says, I don't care. Yeah. And she just shoots him in the head. Yeah. Executes him in front of the, yeah. sh- the crew. And she assumes command of the ship. Yeah. Second ship she's taken. Yes. <laughs> in as many episodes. Yep. And, uh, and. In yeah. in meantime, uh, the captain is inside the cave wooing um, some Jonas, baby. Yeah. Yep. And they're wooing some baby Krakens. They work out that the black spot is the, the venom of the. Um, if the Kraken yep. and it's actually the rite of passage which you need to go through to um, to gain the title of Blackbeard you have to be stung and survive mm. because it's a horrible ordeal mm. and so because um, uh, gaining that sort of gives you the ability to control the Kraken-ish mm. and because you could point it in a direction and say kill yeah and it all sort of and go, it will go yeah, and kill cool. Uh, you smell like mum. Yeah. And because Cap has it, he essentially goes in and just goes, Wagwan, there's a bunch of dudes outside, go and kill. And they're like, all and right. They all go. And all there's of them. loads of them. Yeah. And these guys are babies, but they're like six foot, seven foot tall. Yeah. There's a lot of them. So he essentially, he has swarm. an army of Krakens. Yeah. And they just. Wreck shop. Yeah. They just. They tear take care the fleet of the problem. In, almost instantly. Yeah. And then the captain jumps back on his ship. They start heading out and they see the mistress and they see everyone gathered around on the top deck. And that's when the captain learns that his father has suffered an injury in the fighting because he was absolutely killed when they were taking pirate hunters on and Lupo definitely didn't kill him. Um, Toby figured it out, but I don't think the captain did. No. And uh, they head back round. Everyone's celebrating, but they come back onto the ship and they're like, where is Captain Silver? And you're like, oh, he he's dead. dead. He dead. <laughs> he's dead. And uh, and they're like, shit, what happened? And then that's when she owns up and she went, I killed him. Yeah. Because he was going to kill. Yeah. Because he was going to kill the captain and she wasn't going to let that happen. No. And they were like, well, you know, ordinarily we would kill you dead, but because you have, you know, helped protect us, we will simply 
banish you forever. And Lupin's like, okay. Get <laughs> safe. I don't have to come back. Win. <laughs> exactly. And, uh, and she looks to the captain and is like, well, let's go. And Cap's like, nah. And she's like, what? He's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to stay here with my people. Bye. <laughs> yeah, essentially. And, she doesn't uh, mind. Because <laughs> he, as he has the black spot. Um, he assumes his father's position. As, as a member of Blackbeard's council. Good grief. Yep. They are in for a treat. <laughs> yeah. They, you're banished. Well, and the captain's staying. I wash my hands of this. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is, Good luck, this folks. This is the best day ever. <laughs> Good uh, luck, folks. I hope you enjoy this. Have fun. I'm going to go home. Yes. Tweet me how it's going, please. <laughs> um, yeah. And then you rock back. Uh, you Captain have, gives her a lift home. Yep. And you have uh, quite a heartfelt goodbye, actually. Yeah, it was quite nice. They're like sitting up on the crow's nest watching mm. Horizon disappear into so It's very picturesque. And uh, and Lupo's like sitting there and then the captain like <laughs> clambers up the rigging. <laughs> you can just see it as well. Like she's just sitting <clears throat> there chilling quite nicely. <clears throat> and then there's <clears throat> just clambering, <clears throat> drunken like clambering. hand and just, comes like, up over the top. Then he just flops over next to her and she's just like, hi. <laughs> and then they sit there and they just watch. They together. watch the Horizon. It was lovely. And... Uh, very romantic. Yes. And they, they rock up into New Haven, which is the city. I don't know if we've said that yet. That's the name of the city. New Haven. Yeah, that's the name of the city, by the way. Rock up into the into the harbour and um and say goodbye. Yeah. And then that's when Lupo, after she watches the ship go off and is that way. Jonas gives you Mabel's coat. Oh yeah. I get to keep the I get to keep the coat and then the captain gives her one of his rings and she gives him like the bandana because she obviously changed into pirate outfit. She gave him the bandana that she wore. Um, it was like a sash more than anything. So yeah. he's got that. She's got a ring and she's also got Mabel's coat. And the reason she kind of was always eyeing it up because the fabric of it is plot device. Yeah. and Which you'll find out more about. Yeah. In future arcs. Yeah. And um, she finally calls Emmett. Now bear in mind, they've been away for about Four months? Yeah. Six months? She just rocks a up. A long time. It's been a long time of sailing, yeah. And she just rocks up to his flat. And he is full on. Freaking out. Yeah, he's like. Where have you been? A borderline sort of. Hysteric. Yeah. <laughs> he's in hysterics. Um, You're alive, oh my God. Yeah. Where's Where's the captain? And obviously because of the way that Lupo has treated the captain this entire time. He, he, no one ever says it. <laughs> Yeah. But they're pretty sure that Lupo killed him. <laughs> yeah. They don't the, understand that there's been like two or three months of bonding yeah. between the two of them. Mm. And Lupo tries her best to explain what happened. And it's more of along the lines of, you know Blackbeard? Yeah. He's real. What? You know Krakens? Yeah. They're real. What? And that's basically <laughs> yeah. how the conversation went. Essentially. Um, you, know, you know pirates are a thing? Yeah. Captain stayed with them. What? Yeah. Essentially. Um, and then, uh, yeah, you head on into his flat and he's gone like almost borderline t- t- tin hat. Yeah. Like, he's, he's, he's really paranoid. Like crazy. And he's got like full on, uh, like, psychopath. Lupo, Lupo sleeps with a gun under her pillow, but like, she's like looking like, whoa, what's yeah, going on Yeah. He's got place? like, he's got maps and he's got newspaper clippings and he's got pins in the wall pins and, in the wall and string, string and, <laughs> and, and all sorts of stuff like covering his walls. Um, and Lupo's just... Proper conspiracy theory wall. What? And, uh, and Emmett turns and he says, that 
Dollface has been killing people. Yep. And that's where it ended. And that's where we ended arc three. Yep. So and now you guys are up to date, apart from... End of arc review. Who won MVP? <laughs> I don't think you should have won it. I think you should have given it to me. I was. I, I wish I had. <laughs> but it obviously went to the captain. Yeah. Because uh, it was his third and yeah, final arc. Essentially, he's he's gone now. Toby decided into the recording of the first episode of Arc 3. Literally, we were starting the recording and he just went, well, we'll stop the minute. I don't even know if it was the first one. Oh, I, no, it wasn't. I think, it, was I think first, it was the first... Maybe three or four. Three or four. He just went, well, hang on a minute, guys, stop. And he just drops the bomb like, Captain's going to leave. He's and we not, were like... He's not going to stay. <laughs> we sort of like... We just stopped. Whoa. Like we, we stopped the recording and went... Tell us more. Exactly. <laughs> it was it a great creative sense. moment, yeah, especially really for Toby. Was. And it, it it made sense. It was just, yeah, it but just clicked. It was like, yeah. It was just so sudden though. And we were like, whoa. But you'll be pleased to know that Toby already, if you listen to the end of Arc Review, Toby's already drafted up a new character. He's yes. going to be good fun. He's going to be a biker. Motorcycle gang. Yep. So um, now you guys are all up to date with the was it 20 episodes that we've got out so far yep 20 episodes plus, and three end of arc reviews plus end of arc reviews mm-hmm. you are fit and ready to, to jump into issue 21 which arc is the start four. of arc four yes um if you have any questions if you think that we've missed anything out please do send us an email to that's how we roll podcast at gmail.com correct or tweet us at that's how we roll one or come to our subreddit that's how we roll yeah. Those are the best ways to get in contact with us. Yeah. I mean, oh, and our Facebook as well. Yes. Because um, we love hearing from you guys. The feedback that we've been having so far is is really strong. It's and been really lovely, actually. It really it's really has. quite humbling as well. Because like, we, on the nature of like Podbean and podcast, you don't really know how many people are listening. We kind of have to make a rough judgment on like the amount of plays that we get. Yeah. And then like we look at the likes that we have on Facebook and the amount of followers we have on Twitter and we get a rough idea, but... It's nice when people actually kind of pop up and say hello. And yeah. It's like, this is lovely. This is really nice. Like, you're, there, are, there are people actually listening. Because we're just doing this for fun. We really are. But it does make our day when, whenever any of you guys get in contact with us. And uh, If there's a new like, I instantly like nudge Ed like on the phone, even if it's just Ed, 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 new friend, new friend, new friend. Um. So, yeah. Thank you very much. Thank you every much for all <laughs> Thank of you every much. all of your support and <laughs> and uh, and everything. And uh, we really do appreciate look it. Look forward to more shenanigans in the future. Yeah, at one point we are hoping at some. I don't know when this will happen, but we really do want to go bi monthly. Yes. So we'd love to do two uh, two episodes fortnightly. Well, an episode fortnightly, so you get yes. two episodes a month. Because we understand that obviously a month is a long time between episodes, but. As you've heard from the beginning of this episode, organising everyone together is the hardest part of this. Essentially, yeah. Especially and as this is on our own time. One of the ways that we're going to be tackling this now is we're going to be recording as much of the six issues in one go. And also, we're going to be pulling in more, more guest stars. Yep, we've already got um, a line of people who are like, can I be on it, please? Yeah. Who we know role play and we know will be able to participate Efficiently. Yeah, so we're uh, we're creating this pool of of recurring characters and and essentially yeah, so it will be more easy to create uh, schedules for yep. that that. So if someone's not around in. or not available, it won't be a big deal. Yeah, 
we'll be able to cope without them. And uh, although really, unfortunately, I think it's going to be Lauren who kind of, although maybe not. No, I think. I think now that we have, because Ed, Toby, myself, and now Caroline, who at the time wasn't living with in the area, but now she is. Yeah, she wasn't in the country when we started, but now she is. She's back home in our area. So four out of five are actually in the same place now. And that ain't bad odds. No, it's pretty good. So that makes things infinitely easier. Yes. um, Because we had a time difference to work with as well last time. So really, it's just catching Lauren when she's not working, really. It's catching everyone when they're not working. Yeah, because for you and me, it's easy because you have a full-time job and so do I. Yeah. And the rest don't. Yeah. (laughs) Um, They're not unemployed. They still work. They just don't work nine to fives. No. So uh, I think that's everything. Mm. Uh, Just reiterate those social networks. We're on Facebook. Uh, We're on... Twitter. Twitter. We're on Reddit. Reddit. And And we have an email. The email. That's how we roll podcast at gmail.com. For all of your questioning needs. Yes. And a quick one before we go. Arc 4 will be taking place during the period that Lupo and the captain were away. Yeah. So we're so, flashing back. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're hitting that, that time gap. We're finding out what Dollface and Hood were doing. Yep. So my me and Toby will be playing different characters, obviously. And they'll yeah. be good fun. So look forward to that. Thank you very much for sticking with us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you in Arc 4. Yeah. See you then. Bye-bye-bye-bye. Bye.